Last time on The Lion and His Mane. There was a guy who used to go around with a big cape and a bucket, and you'd pay him like a little bit of change so you could put in his bucket. From 1965 to 1985, completely banned rock music. To the point where if you had long hair like yourself, yeah. you would have been beaten by cops, had your head shaved, thrown in jail. Wikipedia page for a turbocharger, yep. car park. And I changed the word to drongo charger, hit the button, and then we reload the page and dear lord, there's a drongo charger. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to ramble! Kia ora, and welcome to episode Iwa of the Leo the Lion, Slain the Main. And actually, it's the birthday special. Happy birthday, Mr. Lion. Ah, uh, thank you, mate. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, another yeah. revolution around the sun, my Another boy. revolution. And yet not enough revolutions. What have you been doing to celebrate the birthday? Not washing, uh, as we just discussed. No, no, I haven't, haven't done any washing. I really should have. You've got to prepare this stuff. You know, I expect maybe you go out that night or something. When you're 37, which I am now, 37 revolutions. Damn. Birthdays aren't much of a thing. But then when you get a birthday on a Friday, you feel that you have to do something. It's a sign from the beer gods. You've come around me 37 times. Have this one on me. It's a Friday. We'll, we'll definitely have a few beersies. But, I mean, again, broke student life. You can't do all the big fancy stuff. If anything, I would just be leaning heavily on friends to drink their alcohol and ah, then get away with it. <laughs> Speaking of cheap booze and being a poor student, I've started getting a discount at my local liquor store. What? How much? What kind of? What, 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 what? How much? Well, I'm not entirely sure, but I got four drinks last night. Um, so I got one for Steph. It was about three or four bucks. She likes the cider they sell down there. So I grabbed her one, banged it in the fridge. Nice. I mean, I got myself three beers. Now, they're just probably good in beers, you know, two or three bucks each or whatever. But the whole lot came to $10.96. Okay. So something in there. Yeah. What are they, why are they giving you a discount? Oh, I talked to them, smile sweetly. Causing, That'll do it. There was a hobo causing problems, and I was like, hey, like, what are you doing, mate? And they're, they're, they're like, here's a defender. A defender. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, man. There'd be certain bars where I'd get, I'd get discounts. Funny thing is, is like, you know, when you become a regular, you start kind of getting discounts here and there. Mm. So I became a regular at a place that was called Saving Ferris, but I was getting it before it was called Saving Ferris. They, I, I know where adapted. that is. Yeah. Did they used to have uh, like games and stuff in there? Like well, arcade games? So it was a normal bar, and then the owner decided, we're going to make it a gaming bar, because he likes games in, in the 80s and stuff like that. I like that. that. So we it was supposed to, to be one... like Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Saving Ferris, right? Right. We went to one very similar in um, Brisbane. And yeah, man, they just had like a collection of like 100 old games, you just go through and choose them. Oh, yeah. And I just got absolutely, I was, I was pretty stonked by this point. And I got absolutely dicked in Street Fighter. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's cool, but it's also not. Like, yeah, he had Street Fighter, that was primo. So he had like Street Fighter Alpha 3 and some of my, my favorite jams. Also, the pool table stayed there. A lot of pinball machines. But what happened is there became a lack of seats out in the pub because his concept was basically you buy a beer right and then you leave the bar where you spend your money and you go spend your money yeah you don't sit down you game or you buy beer and so you're constantly spending money and it's supposed to be like this genius idea but the truth is when you have a beer you, you want to sit down you do. maybe you pop over and have a game or not or but you want to still chill and be in a bar and socialize 100 uh he did have giant jenga you know, oh. which is hilariously dodgy, uh, especially with drinks. I've always thought a good concept for Jenga would be to write on, like, the underneath of every block, like, drink one beer, nominate to oh. the right. No, but what if they all fall down? Oh, so you take you one out and you read the bottom. And you read the bottom and be like, oh, nominate, all right, on your gym, drink yeah. that. But is it only successful when you put it on top? If it topples, you have to do what's on the block or what's on the top uh, three blocks. I hadn't actually thought of those, but I think that, that I like would be it. right. If you pull it out and read it, and then you cock that up, you have to do it, I guess. Yeah. Or use if you knock the tower over, you skull your vessel. I'd skull your vessel. Yeah. Or over that, or you'd have a few in you know, you know the old gumboot card? 
We used to call it gumboot. No. There's like a vessel in the middle, and you, everyone just tips some of their. Oh toes in there. yeah, we call it the king cup. Oh right, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Uh, or vessel or gumboot, yeah. Well, but, you um, played circle of death, right? Where you spread all the cards around a big circle around a big jug in the middle, yeah, and that's the king cup. Yeah, it's the big jug in the middle. If you pull a king. You have to fill like a quarter of the Jaguar. You have yeah. to pour your drink into the King Cup. And then the fourth King that gets picked up has to drink the King Cup. Yep. And that's usually the end of the game, I think. Man, that I've had I had a New Year's once where me and my friend went shares because, you know, we're youngins. We didn't have that much money. Kind of like now. Uh, she is in a bottle of Magic. Sorry she about is, it. She is in a third batch bottle of Woodford Reserve whiskey or bourbon, I think. Wow, oh, it was... Good, you painted smoky it, it sounds drop. good. Yeah, yeah, and it was, you know, it was third batch, so it was only, you know, out of those barrels that had been kept for so long. And, you know, yeah. we put some money in it, and we went halvesies on it. Little did I know, he started using it in Circle of Death, and so this King Cup had a lot of very expensive oh, yep. bourbon in it. I see where that's going. That's and a shame, because you should be pouring cheap in there. It shouldn't be a treat to drink. Yeah, that. yeah. It should be a punishment. And there was some cheap beer in there, and then the worst is some busted put their Baileys or their Kahlua in there. Oh, yeah. And it curdled. And so a, my mate had to scull it, right? And he was like, this is a, another one of my mates, not the guy who was going halvesies in, in the bottle. I think he'd cacked in the yeah. tub by this point. So it's entirely your bottle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, oh, Leo, can you, can you help me scull this? And I go, yeah, all right, mate, because they're looking at this chunky, oh. look like cottage cheese on top, yep. you know? Yeah, So I start sculling it back to give him a hand. I said, I'll do half of it, I'll do half of it. And what I actually did was that I filtered out all of the bottom layer. Did you put your so tongue I, in it? I chugged all the liquid. Yeah. <laughs> all the boozy liquid at the bottom. And all the Baileys in And all the chunkies. And then I watched him drink it and he had to, oh, instead of, oh. instead of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> instead of, uh, and it was a lot of that. It's because you can't drink it. You have to go, oh. oh. You have to kind of chew it down. And I watched him do that and I was just like, shame. That's what you get for trying to half the king cut with oh, someone. Yeah. you got to watch out for those king cups, man. They are dangerous. Well, a similar thing, I wanted a beer bong. Now, we all know the classic Kiwi beer bong, the oh, yeah. the red Bunnings funnel at the top with the clear hose running down, right? Yeah, just yeah. your standard thing, not, not a flash on with a tap or a double Oh, mate, I used to make them even cheaper than that and more efficiently. Oh, I bet you did. Yeah. Oh, I once just drank out of a road cone. Well, I picked up a road cone and said, boys, stick your beers in it. The one I'd do, this is actually a little fancier than, than you have to go. Any bottle, really, but if you get your, um, you remember the H2Go bottles, blue pump on the yeah, top? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So use your teeth or whatever, pull off the white top of it, and then inside you'll see that there's a little blue funnel bit, and there's, yeah. there's a little bit of plastic that's still kind of blocking the whole of it. So you get a knife, pop those out, and you attach that lid to any bottle and just cut the bottom off. Yeah. And that's it. That's That's your funnel. So you've got like... The big bottle, fill it up with beer. Don't drink it as it's being filled, obviously, you moron. Have you never done this before? And then just use that. You don't need the hose or anything like that. And so I'd watch people doing funnels where it would be one guy's holding the funnel and the beer, another guy's holding the funnel and the hose, and then another guy's holding the hose, and then the guy at the end is holding the hose to drink from. That's pathetic. I, was I, like, I do myself. Four or five people involved, and they do one can at a time. And I was just like, mate. And in my bag, I had this, you know, little funnel that I made. Just pull it out while no one's watching. Fill it full of two beers by myself. Squish, gone. Well, uh, going back to your King Cup stories, this I bonded this beer bong because we were going on this boozy sort of trip the next day, right? So they said to me, look, mate, yeah, you can have our beer bong because I'd forgot to go and buy this stuff already. You can have this, but you got to scull a hell of a bong through. And I was yeah. like, 
So, you know, but don't threaten me with a good time, son. <laughs> free piss. I'm taking it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite Why honestly, does this sound like a challenge when I'm yeah. so into this? <laughs> I, I've always adopted a cheap student mentality towards drinking, uh. except when I'm, I'm being very flush and I will treat myself. But so in this case, I said, yeah, go for it. They just started putting the beers in it. I'm, and I'm just on my knees holding it like, yeah, whatever, fill it up. I don't care. I'm good at this game. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And yeah. then, okay, cool, go. And I'm doing it. And they're like, oh, like, you're cleaning that out real quick. Okay. And this dude walks up with a bottle of wine. Just start jamming the bottle of wine <laughs> oh, on the top no. of it. I'm like, mm. Oh, like, God. I got it, right? So I, I did this. Pretty happy to say I impressed a few people doing that. <laughs> yeah. And then my flatmate says, you're not bringing that. Throws out the window of the car on the way home. I was like, you're dead to me. You nasty little <laughs> hobbit. This is why women don't like you. <laughs> okay, so on that, I used to go up north every year. We had a batch up about 30 minutes east of Whangarei, a beautiful little spot up there. So we spent a lot of time on the beaches, bonfires, playing guitar, stuff like this. It was pretty tricky to get booze out there. And if you don't drive, then it was even harder. So whatever alcohol was up there was your go. Like I would drink booze up there happy days that I would not even sniff when I was in Auckland because yeah. it's just rotten. But yeah. I had a tactic, right? Broke as, no money, no booze, but I want to go out and get on it with everyone around the town and on the bonfires and things. I'd take that little funnel that I told you about and I'd put it in my, a little bag and it was the only thing in the bag and then I'd take my guitar. Now, this worked in two steps, right? I see where this is going. One of, the like things, one of the things I'd do is I'd go to a bonfire and I'd meet all these new people. Now, girls are more likely, or were more likely then, to be like, oh, wow, guitar, sing us a song, random strange guy. Then I'd put on a little bit of a, oh, I'm a bit shy. I can like, only imagine you're very Donovan Frankenrider-esque at this point. <laughs> well, I would, I'd go like, oh, I'll play a song, but you know, I don't really sing. I only really sing when I've been drinking. And they were like, oh, what are you drinking? And I'm not drinking anything. Oh, well, have one of mine. Have one of mine. And so then the girls would ply me with alcohol, get me singing. So I'd pay for my drinks. I'd sing a few songs and all that. You were busking. It was essentially a form of busking. (laughs) It was busking. Party busking. And uh, if I do well, they give me another drink. And then they share and they feel good. Everyone's having a happy time. Nobody feels like I'm trying to pinch off them or anything. See, I bet you had an upside down bloody top hat on the ground and people just come up and put stubbies (laughs) on it for you. (laughs) Oh, man, that would have been a good idea. That would have been carrying too many things. I've already got a guitar. You just wear the hat when you're not doing it. Look, like Slash, man, a Slash hat, you know. So that, that covers 50% of the crowd, right? Yeah. You got The ladies are going, play us a song, I'll give you alcohol to do it. Now, the lads don't really want necessarily for me to be singing because the girls are enjoying it, etc. And it's taking the attention off them. It takes the attention away a bit. Yeah. So the boys, that's what the funnel was for. So I'd see some lads with some boxes of beer and I go, oh, do you want to funnel one of those? And then I pull out the funnel and they look at it because it doesn't have the hose and it doesn't have, yeah. oh, how does that work as a funnel? Like, uh, try it out, bro. Apparently it's very confusing for people you. up north. Yeah. And I go, oh, I'd show you, but I don't have any beer. Oh, well, here you go, mate, and gives me a free beer. Yeah. So now this is the next step of the funnel trick, right? is you fill it up nice and full without drinking any, make it real obvious so all the lads can see, right, how it's working and that it's all filled, and then you give them a thumbs up and then just knock it as fast as you can. Just take it all as fast as you can and then go, Phwah! see, easy. And usually, about 80% of the time, they would go like, Phwah, what? Nah, go on, do that again and give you another beer. <laughs> and then that's it. So you let them use the funnel and then they start giving you beers because you don't have beers and then the girls are giving me beers because they want me to play on the guitar. So the guitar and the funnel would get me a free night of joyous rebellion and drinking. It's bloody good. That is delightful, sir. That's some good times I'm just up pulling there. up a picture. Have you ever seen a knockout beer bong? A knockout beer bong? So that's it there, bro. 
So what we're looking at here, it's a 90 degree fitting with a hose out the back of it, okay? If you were to sit your beer bottle on the table and you stick this on it, it comes up and say to the left at 90 degrees and it also comes up and right. Now, the one that goes right is a smaller one just for air. It's to like, yeah, it's just like a little straw coming out of it. Yeah, it is. It's essentially a universal straw peeler. Oh, well, it, click it it's on. It's an attachment that go. you stick onto your bottle. So it goes into the drink. And uh, it's got its own little air bit. And you just strawpedo anything you want. And you just flip it upside down. It's like a kind of classy way of doing it, man. It's, it's pretty cool. You can get this effect with a straw, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the fun thing with that is if you get the right one, I think people also smoke the electric poo through it at the same time. <laughs> and they do what's called a knockout. It does so kind of look like a go, bit of a bong. You like rip it a bit, and then I think you must drink the beer and then blow the smoke out. Oh. Something like that. Like I saw a video of, it, of a few of the boys doing it over in Aussie. That is weird. I mean, that is... It's a good concept. What a way. hard thing to explain to the theatre of the mind and the ears. Yes, it is, it is. Yeah. A soundless movie but on radio. admittedly, yeah, you can do this with a straw. So you put a straw in the bottle and then fold it in half and, and then drink out of the bottle normally. That, that The straw allows air into the bottle so it doesn't do the gloop, 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 and this lets it... Same concept, free. the old red petrol jerry cans, and they've got the bit where it opens where the petrol comes out. And then the second one, when you open it like a valve, it lets a bit of air go through and it comes out a lot smoother. I've just spotted another picture here. Is that it looks like an one? amazing funnel. It's the skeleton one. It's a skull, right? That's The top of the skull is missing, so you can fill that part out. And then the hose is a spine. That's like out of a Mortal Kombat Sub-Zero fatality. It really is. <laughs> That's the spinal tap fatality thrown uh, to a beer bong. Halloween, what's going on? Dude, if I knew that was there, I would have got it for your birthday for you. There's a brilliant segue. What are you doing for Halloween? I'm probably going to paint onions as though they're like toffee apples and give them to kids. You bastard. <laughs> I, technically, I am a bastard. I was born out of wedlock. Do you put like toffee on it though, at least? So they're like, yeah, well, I just licked mine. I haven't got to that <laughs> Still point Still got yet. the candy out of it. Let's get some red spray paint. Oh my <laughs> it's God. Even red. red spray, you bastard. I was thinking, um, you're not dressing up. You're not going to a party. You're not doing any of that stuff. I don't know. I would love to. I just haven't planned anything. What would you do if you had to dress up for Halloween? What could you dress up as at the moment? That's an incredible question. Not what would you. Then you've got like all the oh, imagination. What could of the world. I? What could you? What do you have that oh. you could make a costume out of? Well, I could go as a ghost. You know, the old sheet over the head. Oh, yeah. But that can also be misconstrued as a KKK thing. So you got to yeah. watch that. You don't want the pointy end. Mm, yeah, yeah. You don't, <laughs> Make sure you put it on correctly. You don't want to say like, oh, I accidentally made a poncho out of the sheet. And now, oh, you know, I'll fix it. I'll just get one of the pillowcases and make a hood for, uh-oh. <laughs> I used to go to a lot of dress-up parties over in Oz. And I had like full-on, it was like 70 bucks. It was like a full-on rubber Donald Trump mask. And it was bloody good. And it was at the whole time when he first got in. And he's like, build a wall, build a wall. There so, was a few of those going around. So man. I drew a mad mustache on it. And we called him Senor Trump. Oh, yes. And yeah, then I, yeah. I cut in you the gave, mouth. You gave him the handlebar mustache. I, I did, yeah. And I, I actually wore that to the Rugby Tens in Brisbane a few years back. I'm tempted to do that in November for November. I had a poncho. Uh, sombrero and Senor Trump. <laughs> Senor Trump. Bro, I'm walking into this rugby game, me and a few of the boys, like, we've already been on it and we're going in there and I'm just getting across the road. There's a party across the road and these guys are up on a fence, build a wall! And I just start chanting with them, build a wall! <laughs> <laughs> you should have gone, Arriba! Ay-ay-ay-ay! <laughs> like firing guns up. <laughs> so I got one of my mates who does dress-up parties for things, which is brilliant. Him and his wife do dress-up parties. They're very, very good at parties, I've got to say. They will always put on a spread. They get a whole lot of people in. We have a jam. We get instruments out. Well, on a spread. Like, what kind of sex parties are these? You know, 
You know the kinds, the ones, oh, the ones with the meat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's so much stuff that you can do. Everyone has a good time. I love dressing up. And it, it will adds do. that extra dimension to it, bro. Yeah. And it, it makes the night so much more well, fun. Well, sometimes he's just had birthday parties where it's, he's like, stress up, come as a game character. So I came as Ezio Auditore da Firenze from Assassin's Creed 2. Except his um, white cousin. Yeah, and <laughs> another one of the bros turned up as Altair Ibn Laachad oh, from yeah. the first yeah. Assassin's oh, Creed. Oh, and we oh, were oh, like, oh, how? Oh, snap, <laughs> son. We've kind of poked and prodded them and said, what happened to all your dress-up parties, you know, like COVID's yeah. put a big slam on everything. So they hey, were like, actually, this Halloween, they're going to have another dress-up party. And so I've had to do the, what can I dress up as versus what would I dress up as? COVID is perfect time for dress-up parties. Yeah. Everyone's got to wear a mask. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In fact, so what I'm going to do, I can only use what i got around the home. And to be honest, I've got a fair bits and bobs. I could do a real piss-poor Bane if I put my COVID mask on. Oh, yeah. Or be like, <sighs> get some straws and make them into a Bane thing. Are you Batman? Bat, okay. Batman? No. Duffman. Yes. Duffman. No. We could be friends. I was born to I will not kill you, Duffman, and throw you down a hole. <laughs> I have a friend, a cosplayer, Chesh Little, and she did an amazing Bane. Like, she did the whole mask, she did all the gear. Like, it was very good. What I'm going to do is I've got a black leather Plague Doctor mask. Have you seen a Plague Doctor mask? It's, like it's got With a the big, big beak, beak kind of thing. Yeah. Fresh out of Assassin's Creed. So they used Creed. to... I think it was in Italy during the Renaissance. So the, it, was, it was during the during the it's, plague. It was to keep the doctors safe. Yeah, supposedly. Yeah, it was like one of the first type of medical masks. Yeah. And so what they do is in the beak they would stuff all these herbs and stuff that they thought That's would right. kill the bacteria. And so you'd see a lot of them wandering around and dealing with the plague. Isn't some of them They've just got like a bit big, of gunja in there? Big round goggly eyes on they them. Do. You know, I've got a proper black leather plague doctor mask. They were right? almost some of them are almost like kind of steampunk esque as well. With the they big are really, things, you know? yeah, really yeah. steampunk. I do have a big cape with a hood but I don't think I'd do it this year I think I'll just go like a black hoodie with my black plague doctor mask maybe I've got a t-shirt that has a crow on it or a raven on it so I might wear that and just go full black and then black mask and go as the the COVID COVID you know the COVID of I ravens love, I love that man yeah, how, yeah. how long did that take you to think of this, it was, is, uh, this is weeks of planning on the toilet <laughs> <laughs> actually what it is is I was like I could wear the Assassin's Creed outfit again nah that's kind of been overused but you got to get your money's worth when you spend that much on a costume and then the other one was like I've got a ghost pirate costume somewhere can I be bothered to figure that one out but the thing is you got to have a full costume if you go a certain length into something for instance if I was going to wear the a cape with a hood with the mask then I'd probably have to have a nice shirt and a vest and then like a little pocket watch and with a chain. You want to do it all. You don't want to just be a cape and a hoodie underneath it or a t-shirt or like something weird like that. Like you, 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 you either, put on two items and now it's a costume. You, you know? either go hard or you don't do it. Yeah. And so I was like, I can't be bothered going too hard into the costume area. But with the mask and with a bit of theme around it, I can dress reasonably normally and still get away with being in costume. You know what I could do? I could print out a Nicolas Cage picture uh, on my printer and just cut the eyes and stuff out and just put that on my head. That actually is quite efficient and quite effective. Because I've got a printer and a bit like of ink. And people love seeing Nicolas Cage face. Nicolas Cage! <laughs> oh, Con Air was one of the best movies ever! <laughs> I, I could go this crazy one from April. Tom Cruise. You just go <laughs> and jump on shit all the time. Ah! Ah! My friend's 30th in Brisbane. How did he even, how did that tiny man even get up on that giant couch? I don't know. Somebody must have given him a hand in the ad break. <laughs> Come on, buddy. Come you on, ready buddy. for your jumping bit? Yay! Yay! Uh, lift yeah, me, lift me. <laughs> my friend's 30th over in Brizzy, and it was at Easter, so his theme's like, all right, bad Easter. Anything related to Easter, bloody rabbits, yeah. bloody eggs, Jeebus, priest, whatever. 
Uh, we actually all went as priests. Three or four uh, of us went as priests, bro. Yeah, yeah, My yeah. forehead, like the Flanders mustache. The, I got <laughs> some old shitty glasses and popped the lenses out of them, just wore those. <laughs> it was cool, man. And so... It was a good look. We had a toilet stop, of course. And, you know, sometimes at these parties, things go on in the just toilets. Just blessing urinals. Yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> Doing and little crosses. <laughs> we come out looking... Peeing crosses. Looking wide awake. And these people look... What in the fuck name are these priests doing? <laughs> like, I'm right, I'm right. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Bless you, my child. Yeah. Bless you. Bless you. A, th- a, th- a thousand Hail Marys. I've holy watered in the urinal. Now I'm holy water on your leg. <laughs> yeah. That is trouble. Honestly, that's one of the things, though. If you go to town around any form of dress up time and you see people dressed very similarly or dress up the same, it's trouble. Yeah. It is honestly, there's never a time where you're like, Oh, okay, well, that guy's Santa Claus, that guy's a, a priest, that guy's dressed as a ghost, that guy's dressed as a pumpkin. You don't look at that group and go, oh, here's trouble. You're like, oh, a group of people dressed up. Fun. But you get a group of people dressed as priests, trouble. You get a group of people dressed as Santas, it's been on the news, trouble. Well, <laughs> like, do, do you remember a few years ago, they had the um, that, that clown sort of epidemic in the States? People oh, yeah, just dressing yeah, up as clowns, yeah, chasing yeah, them. Yeah. yeah. I would have punched them in the face. Oh, man. yeah, that was pretty scary, eh? I, mean, I think one or two probably got dropped. It's not really. people caught on, they're like, that's just a dude. All right. Like, I can run for my life and potentially spill my coffee. Yeah. Or I'm just going to stand the ground and see what happens. Well, man. You're you walking do... slow. What are you going to do? Real dangerous trying that stuff. I'll was... come and stomp on those big shoes. There was a guy who did videos where he pretended to be a zombie. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he did it in the hood in the States. And so he'd scare the hell out of people. And then I think two occasions it got quite risky for him where they ran at first. Like, oh, crap, a zombie. And then. They just went, nah, boys, let's stand our ground and get rid of this for the neighborhood. And all just kind of came back and started picking up weapons. And the guy had to be like, oh, no, 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 and then run. Yeah. And then another one, he didn't even know how, how close he was to being killed. He noticed in the footage later that the guy had run off from him Grabbed and then gone around a corner and then just taken a step back, pulled a gun out of his pants Good and, like, aimed him up and then just went, like, oh, nah, nah, and then left. So mm-hmm. he could have been, like, I've, I know what to do with zombies. I'm going to put one in his head. Oh, dude. But I tell you what, like, when people dress up and do crazy crap, and, again, it's on that when they dress as a group. Do you remember a few years back the guys dressed up as the Foursquare guy? And no. it was a group of them dressed up like a four-square guy. And then I think two of them assaulted a girl on a train. They jumped off, you know, where the Morningside train station is, the one after that, if you're going out west. It's, uh, it's on your route. Yeah, uh, Baldwin Ave. Baldwin Ave. I think. So they jumped off there to try and, you know, like, and, and then disappear into the night with their four-square guy masks on. And they got pinged and pulled up for it months later. Basically, it was like a 15-year-old girl. They went up and the friend who was with her was a boy and they started hassling him for being too flamboyant and girly-ish and just hassled him and kind of assaulted him a bit and then kind of started getting handsy with her. These are like 30-year-old men type of stuff dressed up. That's the thing. They dressed up together. They got pissed. They went to town. I saw them. I saw them before they got on the train. You saw them? I saw them before they got on the train as they were walking to the train station. I was there in Britomar. I was walking past them, and they all went past to go to the train. And one of them was so pissed, he just started hitting on this chick in the middle of the street, right next to her partner, who's with her. And she was, like, obviously very uncomfortable. He was way too close. The guy was like, hey, man, what the hell? Like, you know, cut it out. And then the guy started, like, trying to stand over this guy. The girl's like, what the hell? Now you're threatening my boyfriend. You're hitting on me inappropriately. Now you're threatening boy. He was just so drunk that he was like, I can do whatever I want. One of his mates had to come over and go, don't worry about him. And I was standing right there about to be like, hey, bro, 
Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> this is getting beyond the you're promotion. Gonna, you're going to get community beat is what's going to happen oh, in a yeah. second. You, you know don't what want I mean? want community beat because we need more real. community. We need more community beat. Oh. Like, I don't know you, and I don't know you, and I don't know you, but we all feel that that guy is way out of line. Let's all just jump in and with a split second beat his ass. Damn right. He dropped a V-bottle on the ground. Ain't nobody going to try that crap no litterers, more. Litterers, bro. Community well, maybe, litterers. Maybe not that far. But, you know, like, nobody's going to Not gonna, badly. Just kick him in a shin a couple that. times. It's a weird concept of that I can get away with this in front of all these people. As humans, we have this mentality of walking by. In the States, they'll have dead people on the street and they just step over them. You should be going, as a community, seeing something, look around, see you've got other people's eye contact, and then just go, boom, we're doing something about this. Where's that team of five million now? <laughs> five million versus one, mother! That's intense seeing those four square dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then to know and then that to they read went the article on, or whatever. Yeah, went yeah. on to get on the train and do that. Oh, absolute grubby. Mm. On grubby a train, too, eh? To 50. That's what I mean. When I see a group of dudes dressed the same, I go, oh, crap. You know what that is? It's not stereotypical of you. It's the ones bitten twice shy rule. I mean, that's how it works with gang members and shit. You've had one house for you. You think they're all going to have for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I, know, I have the same mentality when I see a hen's do. They're all dressed up pretty similarly, and I go, oh. Do you know who's oh. in danger at a hen's do? Police. No, male <laughs> strippers, man. Yes. They oh, will get I was talking to you about beaten, this. and these ladies just take out any... They do. I don't know whether it's because they don't get to express themselves normally, like in a normal manner sometimes, and, and all this just builds up, and then they're just like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> well, they think, this is my night, I get to grab and do whatever I please. I'm going to molest you, son. Massive double standards there. In fact, the police have said one of the most dangerous groups in town is a hen's night, and because they come up to the cops and try and get cops to strip, and they steal their hats and they like just having such a good time. But yeah, I told you about a story where a male stripper was called into a hotel room and the guy who was kind of his guardian or bouncer, his I suppose. Or, yeah, I don't know if he was a pimp. Definitely paid to protect, but he doesn't go in. He yep. waits outside. The door opens. The stripper comes sprinting out of the room. His G-string's been ripped in half. He's trying to cling to it on the his junk so that he's got yeah. something while he's trying to get away from it. He's got scratches down his back and all this. And that guy says he saw that a lot for male strippers. So Damn. hen's nights were brutal. Now, you think about that in comparison. You've been to a strip club. I've been to a strip club. We've I've had... been to parties where they bring private strippers out. Yep, I've yeah. been there too. And yeah. it's the boys, they stand Utmost back. respect, bro. They stand back Utmost with a beer and they go, good on your love. Oh, you're real pretty. Oh, you're a really good dancer. Hey. Hey, do you reckon you can hit, hit this with a dart? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, I'm not saying that we're all good. Obviously, there have been some issues oh, with, definitely. with strippers and stuff like that. But in comparison, in hearing stories from male strippers, is the woman will not stand back. They think they've paid for you and they have a right to your body. And they will grab testicles and squeeze the life out of them. They will just grab your bits and pull and yank and scratch and like fire out. It is terrifying. I'm not doing that for a job. I would like to interview one of those dudes who's been through that. Just getting to run some stories. Yeah. That would be great content, eh? That would be scary, though. And to be honest, I had a time at a bar once where a woman grabbed my junk and then laughed it off. And I said, you've just sexually assaulted me in public. And she's like, ah, whatever. No, I didn't because you're a guy. That's, not, like, how that's not how it works. It's a human being to a human being. You don't do this. You don't grab my junk like, unless I say, uh-huh. I think the only difference here is that as a man who's larger physically than her, I had no fear that she was going to like hold me against the wall and continue this. I felt extremely offended and violated. I didn't have this fear that I need to get out of here. I'm, yeah. It's going to get really dangerous, which I think... It was of, more of an irritance, like, don't. Yeah. A lot of women have to deal with that, which is terrifying. This is her response. I said, you can't do that to people. I'll get you kicked out. I'm going to have a chat to the bouncer. She goes, go on, tell the bouncer. I'll tell him that you did it to me. 
and oh. then we'll see who he believes. What and I was like, B word she is. Like, I know that that's kind of our reality, that they will take the lady's side on things. And to be fair, more often than not, the lady is right. It's a safer way of saying, yes, I'm going to take your word for this. So there's a bias um, already. There, there is a bias, but I think that bias is somewhat necessary. It's genuine, right? But yeah. you don't, for one, you want to you want to talk about mana wahine and support ladies as well as you being a lady. Then don't pretend to be the victim because you belittle victims. You're crying wolf for all womankind. And then the woman who does need to be heard and has gone through something awful, they'll just think it's someone like you who yeah. assaulted somebody and thought you could get away with it. So she says that to me. Like, I'll just tell the bouncer that you did it to me, and then we'll see who believes. Yeah. And I went, ah, oh, you're just a real piece of work. This woman has a small son, so to think that her son's going to grow up and she's going to think that that's okay for a woman to do that to her own son. Yeah. But I said, you're talking to the you're wrong way guy. Out of line. You're talking to the wrong guy, and you're talking to me all wrong. And I went... Watch this then. And I go straight up to the bouncer and I go, hey, mate, this is the situation. She did this. I told her I'd talk to you. She said, I'll go tell him that you did it to me and then laughed at me. She just sitting there like, what? And the guy's like, you rat. <laughs> and like looks at her like, you rat. How dare you? You know? Yeah. And she was like, oh, yeah. And he's the get out. Yes. Uh, and then I went down the back of the bar, right? And I tell my tale to another guy down there. And he says, no, no, that's not right. She shouldn't have got kicked out. You're making this bigger than it was. And I'm like what he's like it's not sexual assault because you're a guy so there are that's guys like who saying, think that too that's like saying it's not racist because you're not white but people have these odd oh, yeah. mentalities yeah, yeah yeah that's very weird but the thing is like just because i'm a guy doesn't mean you get to grab my junk for free that seems to be what his argument is is like no no it's not the same because you're a guy you haven't been sexually assaulted you're a guy your genitalia is free to all yeah and i'm like what it's just because i've got a willy means that somebody can Give it a tug and have a play with it whenever they feel like. Well, I Damn sit there right going, I feel really uh, awkward and uncomfortable and want to go home now. Oh, no, too bad. You've got to stay here while I fiddle around with, with your stuff. Uh, I don't think so, mate. And I got a reffing on that, on that conversation with that guy. Are you and another guy, this, yeah, another guy yes. came in and reffed it for me because he was like, this is getting over the top. Then I went, I'll just call it ref. Who won? And he goes, oh, you for sure. Like, uh, <laughs> that is just, yeah, nobody just should be doing that. This guy. No human should do that to any other human. Full stop. I know um, he's a friend of mine, and he had a bit of a rough time with a, uh, a missus, right? Yeah. And it's back to the whole quality thing. She would knock him around a bit, you know. Um, she'd get frustrated, anger rise to the service, and she gets physical and, and emotionally nasty as well. For him, you know, she's knocking him around, and he's like, stop this, stop this shit. And she goes, if you try and leave... I will ring the cops and, and tell so them you, you've, you you've beaten me up. Yeah, yeah. Like, I will blatantly lie about it. I said to him, oh, dude, all you can do is just have your voice recorder on. Get that. Sh- oh, yeah. yeah. That's a very good point, actually. Because yeah. when I was working at Vodafone doing tech support, I spoke to a guy once who told me a story about his mate. He's from a small town down south. Now, his mate is a big, big guy. Apparently, he's just the kind of big, friendly giant type. You yeah. Know, he's always helpful, but he's really big. It's quite scary. BFG. Yeah, but also scary. BF, yeah. BFSG. Uh, big, <laughs> friendly, scary giant. That's all on his looks. You know, like he's a lovely guy, apparently, but he's a big, scary-looking guy. The thing is, he is ostracized in town because his partner goes around telling people that he beats her. And so everyone's kind of like, oh, this guy is just 
trash. You know, he's an evil bastard. Yeah. So nobody talks to him in town. He's, he's got this mate who I'm talking to on the phone. And he's all like, known him for ages, so I've had a hard time believing that he does it. But she cries, and she goes to the pub and cries and talks oh. to the locals about it and stuff like that. Oh, Jesus, man. And so one day he goes around, and his mate says, hey, mate. doesn't have a lot of mates. And he says, hey, mate, do you know, this is the big friendly giant. Yeah, I'll put on a voice. Hey, mate, you want to come around and maybe help me out with the car like you said you would? Yeah, he's American. No, he's not. So his bro goes around who I'm talking to on the phone. He goes around to help out on the car. Yep. Oh, he's in the backyard tinkering away in the car. His mate goes inside for a bit. Then he hears the girlfriend come home, but she comes home and starts screaming at him. You know, the guy who I'm on the phone with is outside. He hears this commotion happening inside and is like, oh my God, like that's just going off. And he's thinking of all these stories about how the guy's been beating her and, you know, it's going around town and they were talking about it. So he goes and has a look through the window. He's crashing and stuff like this going on. And she is just letting him have it. She's throwing cast iron pans at him across the room. She's throwing anything she's got, sharp objects, everything. And they're bouncing off walls. They're bouncing off him. And he's just standing there with shoulders slumped, head down, and taking it. Because there's no way out for him. He can't fight back because then he makes what she says he true. He fulfills the prophecy. He fulfills the prophecy. He can't tell anyone because they don't believe him. They think that he's doing it to her. And so his mates watching through the window and seeing the reality that this woman is abusing him mentally and physically and then lying about him around town saying that it's vice versa. And he just goes, nah, and walks into the kitchen where she's doing it. And she spots him. And how do you think she reacted? Just jumps into fear like, oh my God, stop, stop, stop. Yeah. And he's like... Sit she, down, lady. I saw everything. She immediately starts crying. Yeah. Instantly. She spots him and goes, oh, oh, thank God you're here. Oh, he was, oh my God, he was going to hit me again. And he just goes, no. Nah. I've been watching through that window that you rat liar. You and and immediately as soon as she said it, you can imagine she it all just dries up. And her and face, have you seen that movie where the evil person gets, I know you're evil, I've got proof. And instead, a, a dirty little smile comes on as they go, yeah, but what are you going to do about oh, it? Oh, yeah. You know, and she did that. So the tears almost like <laughs> went back into Suck her back eyes. back into the de- <laughs> into ducks. The, into the ducks. She looked at him and went, well, it doesn't matter. No one's going to bloody believe you anyway. Mm. He told me this whole story while I was fixing his motor. I, I was just like, oh, my God. Problem is, that's not how karma works. This is one of the things that we get karma mixed up with. We think it comes around in the same lifetime. Oh, right. You build up a certain amount of mana throughout life. Or well, maybe she'll come and then back your as next like life a, is better. Maybe she'll come back as a, a rooster in a cockfighting circle. <laughs> you know, enjoy that. Oh, you want to cry? You're going to. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She comes back as the rat. That a big angry rooster. He's going to rip you to shreds and make love to you. I mean, or both. How awful, though, eh? Like, that you can put another human being in that situation that they have to live out a life where everyone has this misinformation about them and oh, just it's ridiculous, looks man. down on them. My friend, similar in his position. Awful. What do you do at that point, you know? I think you record it. I think you go... Yeah, that's th- all you can do. I think you go behind their back and you go to the police and you say, can you give me some advice? What can I do here? You might not necessarily want to place charges right then, but you might want them to just take a record that you've been in to talk to them about it yep. and what they think about you recording it, if you can get some evidence. And I think you build up a case in the background without ever letting them know what you're up to. You certainly don't just knock them clean out. And to be honest, when you're being attacked, it feels very fair to defend yourself. But it's just not going to look like that when the cops do. I know, man. And see, that's where equality gets me. I can I realize it's not all women doing this, but I feel like there is a certain group amongst or a percentage amongst the, of the population of women who they don't want equal rights. They want to get even. 
oh, want yeah, to get yeah. even. Re- like the revenge factor. It is, bro. I reckon it's it not is. not just women. I think it's, and it's a worse, lot of oppressed races kind of as well. They say, this is my chance to get back. Like, uh, look at apartheid ending been. in South Africa. I'd say it's worse now than it's ever been in that respect to, because they know the whole system's geared to help them. And like you said, that is for a good reason, and absolutely it is. But, I mean, what should be done in these anomalies where, hang on, no, no, she is the evil mastermind here, yeah. and she's playing people off against each other. How do you catch them? Hey, yeah. Catch them in the act and have proof and evidence and all sorts of stuff. It's a pity your bro didn't have his camera going and record it. And well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he I don't, should have done that, man. Like, did or, they have camera know. phones back then? When the oh, was this a while done? ago? Well, I don't know. I, you know, he was retelling a story to me, and that quite a few years ago when I was working at Voter. But I mean, that's that's real dark, hey. But yeah, I mean, equality. I've always believed in equality. I don't think anyone should be treated less for what they are. It's bizarre. It's the most warped concept that I've ever had to grow up and struggle with, like people who do it. The thing is, now that we know that society's kind of been training us to do it subconsciously it feels a little better because i know sometimes i'm not always equal with how i react or how i act and under certain circumstances and now that i know that it's there for one but also that society has been lumping it on me i don't feel as guilty about it but i can also feel much more empowered about changing it but in saying that as well equality doesn't really work the world is not so black and white it's so very many shades of gray and that's where i think equity 50 shades of gray Oh, God, I've never watched those Neither things. have I, and I never will. But yeah, uh, I think equity is probably a better way to go than equality because equality is like saying everyone gets the same thing. But there are situations in life on individual basis where some people need a bit more or need a bit less. And that's where equity would cover what the needs are. So that needs are met, not just... We've given you all the same stuff, and if your needs aren't met too bad, that's equality. <laughs> it's more like we've given you what you need. Yeah. And you didn't need this, so you don't, you don't get, get it. it. <laughs> like, I think that's great. You know, I, I think it's I've a better always... way of doing it, but none of this is easy. None of no, it is easy. It's that, all uh, very, very tricky. Perfect world, there will be a lot of trial and error that's already taken place, but yeah. that hasn't been done. No, yet, you know? we sure haven't, have we? We kind of just stick to our guns and be yeah. like, oh. So in regards to discriminating against someone for something they're born as, they can't change. No way, no way. So I'm a bit of a cheeky bugger to say yeah you know yeah. I, I i like stirring people i know it makes it really hard to like let people know that you're not a bastard i'm yeah. just poking fun. i'm just stirring you, you <laughs> yeah know? i'm just stirring you so, but you, I, I love you reacted that, very poorly to the last thing i said and that made me want to give you a worse when reaction the fish if bites, i say this hey, if <laughs> yeah. the fish bites break reel the line in. back in the, in the spot eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. got a fish there all right let's do it again yeah reel it in but my point being is you know even for someone like me i don't possess much of a filter for what i'm going to say I think it's okay to give someone a bit of cheek if they've done something stupid. But if it's something they can't help, like the color of the skin, the gender, or say like a growth they were born you with. You can change your gender. Wow. <laughs> tomato, tomato. No, but I know what you mean. Like you're yeah. born with something that you're judged. You're like, it's so unfair because that person doesn't want it either. He or she's just like, I was just have this i don't want it and so you shouldn't pick on them for that but if someone just does something entirely stupid like looking straight at their phone walks into a pole you can be like ah, <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Idiot. yeah 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 don't move that's a really interesting point too because you know i was born a straight white man and in this world of white privilege i don't want white privilege people are like of course you do it's brilliant you get all your white privilege no it's got this awful backlash to it that i don't want and to be honest like it might be easier for me to get a job and I might get paid more than people, but I don't get paid more than people right now. And I 
don't have a job. I'm a student. You know, all of the things that I could be using my white privilege for, I kind of don't want to because of this awful backlash. You know, I was at a bar the other night. I was having a great conversation with this girl called Amber. And we, we were chatting along quite platonically. Platonically? And I like that because she's a stranger, Define but there was platonic no... platonic for me. Well, so it's, we weren't flirting with each other. Oh, it was, just, we it, were, just, it was just a good convo. We had a very, very mutual understanding that though we were both single, we are more closer to friends than we were, you know, into anything else. So, so you was, got friend zoned? Yeah, yeah. And she got friend zoned too. It was ah, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's but, what they all say. No, I mean, it was really cool though because, you know, we got to have real chats rather than kind of like, hey, <laughs> what do you want to do? Yeah, that, I, that, I get that, 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 man. That. I think that's a great point because, like, back in my single days, I was like that too. I wasn't a hitting on person. I wouldn't hit on them. I would do far better just having a yarn. Have a yarn. Listen, have to, a yarn. listen to what people are have saying laugh, back to you. Bro. Oh, I heard this bloody stupid joke the other day. Listen to this. Ah, honestly, the most successful time enjoy I've time, ever enjoy had. Enjoy their time, not look forward to enjoying the time. <laughs> the <laughs> like, most successful times I ever had at like bars with women in that. Talking to them like one of the boys. Yeah. You know, just like, yeah, whatever. You, like, you want another beer? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. You, what are you drinking that crap for? Nah, try this straight up. I mean, it, I guess it works both ways, to be honest. But anyway, I was having this conversation with her, and she was telling me a story about some dude and stuff. And then she, during the story, in, in context, she was saying, like, um, you know, check your priv, like, check your white privilege, or check your privilege, basically, and had said this quite loud. And I'm like, you know, it's a part of the story. I'm laughing along with it. I know what she's up to. And I'm like, yeah, cool. That's fine. Check, check your priv. But we're at a bar where somebody overhears her say very loudly to me, so they thought she was saying it to me but she was telling me a story said check your priv really loudly and this person overheard it behind her and as this lady and she almost threw her drink at me mm. like full glass and all not like splash she went to throw like a tumbler at my head I absolutely hate impulsive stupid decisions you should always find out first what the problem is yeah but how's this though so why would you just throw somebody's a telling me a story and she says like check your priv and so the other person hears that out of context turns around sees a white man like myself and says, must have been said at him. He must be being an asshole right now. And then kind of went, oh, and then went to go through it. And then went, no, I won't do it. And then I just stopped because I was reading the body language that was coming around at me. And then I looked at the girl and I said, did you read that body language? And it was just over her shoulder and her peripherals. And she goes, yeah. What? I hope your friend turned around and said, piss off. No, she went, yeah, what the hell was that? And I went, well, because you said check your priv, she immediately looked at my skin color and decided that she was going That's to take her glasses. That's racism right there, son. Yeah, yeah. That is and racism, went, bro. What? And I'm like, yeah, so all of this privilege that, no Colorism. doubt. I mean, I do have white privilege. I'm not saying that I don't have it. There's a massive backlash to that. There's this thing where people look at my skin color and want to throw drinks at me. They want to wait for me outside bars and fight me over things they've misheard. Like, it is absolutely bizarre. I get that times too. I just pretend I, I, don't, same... I, don't, I pretend I don't speak English and I just speak Māori to them at that point. And I go, oh, aroha mai e hoa e kōrero e mōi o tō kōrero e kōrero ana i te reo ingarangi. Kōrero e tō kōrero ingoa. E pirangi koe ki te kōrero te reo Māori pai ana tēnā, ingari kōrero e mōi o kupu pākeha ne. And they were like, ah, okay, now I'm lost. <laughs> Must have been another white guy, let's go beat them up. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, I get that, bro. It works a little more so for myself even. Because I'm always wearing a t-shirt. Yes, I go to the gym and I have kind of bigger no, arms. No, so you're going to get in trouble for that too. Yeah, that's exactly it. I yeah. get it all the time. Guys want to fight the big boys. They're I, like, I oh. had one outside yesterday. I'm just sitting there having a smoke. And this guy walks past. Hey. And I was like, hey, bro. And then he like, turns back and looks at me like, you good? And I'm like, yeah. Like, I'm just having a smoke, man. I, yeah. I sound like a proper pussy in the story. But <laughs> it wasn't yeah, like that. Just it, was just, it was just like, yeah. You know, and he's like, oh. 
And I was like, have a good day, man. You know, just, oh, like, just gave you that. friendly as. And, oh, in the end, he was too. But there was a moment where he turned around. I'm like, oh, I see what's happening here. Like, okay, yeah. you're really going to ruin my cigarette for your ego? That's actually a very strange thing because I'm quite skinny now, but I was working out for a bit. And so I was like kind of getting more definition. And sure. I wasn't getting big arms and stuff like this. But, you know, when you work out, you hold yourself a bit bigger because you, you can, do, you can mate. feel your... posture's your, a little better. Yeah, you, you can yeah. feel the muscles that you've worked and so you're more aware of them and so you stand a bit better and you, you, you feel better and you, so you stand taller and all this kind of stuff. You've got a lot more endorphins rolling through your brain. So one guy, immediately, he decides that he will pick on me because of how I'm standing. Basically, I'm having a chat and he goes, geez, are you standing there like you think you're big? And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, why is this suddenly about my what, physique? Yeah, you know? Are you jealous of my posture? You've got a sore back from bad posture all your life. Can I help you with I that? feel weirdly safer I being skinny. I feel safer being skinny because I know people aren't going to give me a go. They're going to look at me in the head and go like, yeah, I could take him. I don't need oh. to prove anything. Oh. Uh, and then they'll leave me alone. But I've seen big guys at bars, like really lovely big guys, like huge muscles and stuff. Yeah. And they're really lovely, just having a good time, laughing away, big smile. And somebody goes in. Yeah, yeah. Somebody just goes, you think you're so big. And the guy's like, what's going on? And then they just start swinging. And you're like, what is what? going on? They're out to prove a point. Yeah. Or yeah, they just yeah, want yeah. to say, do you see the size of the guy I took down? I'm a real hard ass. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, you're, no, a, you're, you're just an dick. ass. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you're not a hard ass. You're an ass. I actually watched, he's a Chinese comedian. I can't think of his name. Probably. Saying that if somebody did scrap me when I'm skinny, I'd lose. If I was no, you would. You're, you're savage. You would be savage. Yeah, I'd choke him out. Yeah, you would. Yeah, you would. Yeah. <laughs> like, Where'd he go? Oh, he's on my back. Ah, get him off. I am Leo, your backpack. And I'm like, tap out, friend. Uh, I was actually out. watching this. Um, night, night, sleepy people. I watched this Chinese comedian, uh, but he lives in America. Yeah. And he goes, you know what the Asian superpower is? He goes, being invisible. Ain't no one looking to go just like see a skinny Asian dude like go and punch him over. People don't do that. You know what I mean? Well, what and this that? guy can say that, obviously, because that is his own experience. Do you remember that time, though, where I had a, this is mean, this is decades ago now, that somebody was like, that Asian guy over there is giving me crap. And it was like, what are you going to do? And he goes, oh, what do you think I should do? And I'm like, I don't know, go over there and get your ass kicked by some kung fu. Yeah. And he goes like, yeah, that's the problem, eh? I don't know if he's Bro, got kung I've, fu. I straight <laughs> up met one of them, uh, a, a Japanese guy, who was actually a legit black belt. Yeah. But he's just like a mad party animal. He's, yeah, yeah. His name's Dirk. It's funny though. His name though, is eh? Dirk, bro. Because he's there is this thing cat. like, I'm not going to fight that tiny guy because he might do kung fu. <laughs> it's, it's a stupid misconception. It's really bad. Yeah, like, yeah. Shot Jackie Chan. Look what you did. I'll tell oh, you no, what, Bruce though. Lee. It was Bruce Lee. If somebody was like, oh, don't fight Leo, he might do kung fu. I would be pushing that. I would be like, I'd be spreading those rumors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They'd be like, did you hear that time that Leo guy? What Leo guy? I don't know. You don't, you don't know him. Tell your friend who does know him. Uh, he did. Uh, he he sweeped the guy and punched him before he hit the ground. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they're rolling. Uh, he did a reverse blade kick and just like, axe kick to do I mean I didn't realise he was that flexible I can do an axe kick I can't I'm not that flexible yeah I wouldn't be in jeans or anything but you put me in a pair of shorts I can do it I feel like you need to get at least higher than 90 degrees with your legs straight and I can't do that so uh, sorry not an axe kick a hook kick so it comes up and across and strikes the chin oh. horizontally so it's sort of in the combo it was in it was jab straight and then I'm sure it's called a hook kick it's right? called Mr. Whippy sure that's not the scientific word for it <laughs> No, maybe I don't, it is. I don't think a hook kick is a scientific term for it either. Yeah, well, whatever it was. Uh, yeah. Science is sitting there like just going. Jab, <laughs> straight, and then hook. And you practice this a few times. And when you get it off fast, it's a great little thing. Yeah. The dude I was sparring with, he's like, oh, man, like that was pretty good. He's actually like a world-class guy and roundhouse kicked me in the face accidentally. <laughs> but, uh, you know, but he's like, oh, well, sorry, man. I'll tell you, you know? what, if your right foot 
is kicking from left to right, so it comes across like a backhand, but with a foot, right? Yeah, that's exactly what it well, is. The thing is, when you're fighting somebody and that happens, you see the right foot move, so you naturally think you're going to cop it on your left side of your body. And then it comes across. And then it hits you on the right. And it slaps you like yeah. a uh, 1700 pimp. That's quite sneaky if you've just had like a little jab-jab in front of it. And you're like, jab-jab, whoa, that leg's move. What? What? Ow! <laughs> How did it come from that direction? I asked a mate of mine when I worked at Sky City, he does wushu long fist. I have he's, no idea what that is, but it sounds... It's a mean kung fu. And he sounds um, like it looks real cool. Yeah, and he's very small, little short Chinese guy. What about the length of his fist? Great dude. He doesn't have really long fist. And so I said, have a drink to them. Show me some kung fu, show me some wushu long fist. And he goes, oh, no, I don't want to hurt you. And I'm like, well, don't actually hit me. Just show me what it <laughs> like, looks like. Just show me. And he goes, okay, stand there. Now, I'm 180 centimeters. I'm five foot 11. I'm like real close to six foot that it almost counts that I'm six foot, but I'm not. And he is real short. Like he's five three or something like this. And, really? Yeah. And he goes, okay, I'll show you a kick. And I'm like, oh, it's called Wushu Long Fist, but you're going to show me a kick. Okay, whatever. And he throws a kick at my ankle real quick. Just real quick, kick in my ankle. Terry Bogart style. Right? Yeah. Like how you chop a tree down with your leg. And he just does it real quick. Doesn't actually hit my ankle. Comes about an inch away from it. I look down as he's kicking, you know, watching the foot. And then it's right next to my face. An inch from my face. So it's like... So he went, kick, kick. Ankle face. <laughs> that fast. You know who ankle does something face. like that? And I was just like, whoa, oh, oh. Like I actually had that weird moment where you... Second five, Jin Kazama. Somebody pops he a balloon that. behind your head because you didn't realize it was there. You know, you just go like, oh, 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 and then everything goes wonky. Yeah. Like, that's what happened. I like, I went, ah, oh, he's kicking my... Oh, he's kicking ah! my ankle. And then it was my head. What's going on? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Then I was extremely excited and started like... Clapping like a child watching his favorite Teletubby. Oh, and, and was all like, oh, do it again. Do another one. Do another one. He was like, ah, that's probably enough for now. And I'm like, oh, that was the best thing I've seen in all week. That's fun. That was amazing. I will yeah. tell stories of this in future podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> and look at you now. Drop in your own deal. Told him I Why not drop in delivering, I should say. But he said, you better or I'll kick you for real. And I was like, oh, I better do it. Ah, uh, man. It's the only reason I'm here. <laughs> yeah. You've got to die. He will day. find me. Yeah. But also, just the height. Like, he is so short. And compared to my height, and to get his foot so cleanly and quickly close to my head. Uh, unbelievable. Maybe I should work on my flexibility. <laughs> yoga is manageable for that. I was doing a lot of yoga in the lockdown. Yeah, yoga's good. Yeah. And hard. It is, mate. It's, it's ridiculous. Not, people think that it's because it's slow that it's easy. It is hard. It is ridiculous to do. Yeah. You hold that for a while, and you're like, oh my God, will this just end? Oh. It feels great afterwards, yeah, though. Fair, like, all that you, hurt afterwards where you're like, wow. You actually it? work out that I wasn't supposed to hold it that long, just the internet stopped during that stream. <laughs> yeah. oh. It was buffering. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now yeah. I'm locked like this forever. Oh, yeah. oh well. Yeah, bloody good. All right, well, thank you for listening. Episode Iwa. Of Iwa, that's nine. That's nine in Māori, friends. Clear the line. Slain to Maine. Yeah, thanks, guys. Uh, that's episode Teko, or ten. Uh, <laughs> and that's it from us. If you want more, we can make more of these. They are not hard to do, and we love doing them. So if you want an 11, a 12, a 13, pay me.